It's time now for 15 Minutes of Faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today, with your host, me, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. So let's get started with 15 Minutes of Faith. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to 15 Minutes of Faith. I am your host, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. And we're going to dive right in today as we turn in our Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 8. And we're going to see a pretty chaotic scenario. And I think that applies to us today as we look at the world in which we live in. Sometimes things can get a little chaotic and we don't know what's going on or what's going to happen or what's going to come next. But one thing we can control is how we respond and how we grow in a given situation. And that's what we're going to look at. And that's what we're going to dive into today as once again, we dive into God's word, we draw out the truth, and we apply it to our lives. So let's take a look here in the book of Acts chapter number eight. We see it starts pretty abruptly, even though this is a continuation of a narrative. But we see in verse number one, it says, And Saul was consenting unto his death. Whose death? That is the death of Stephen. The first martyr in the New Testament, he preached a sermon, uh, gave the plan of salvation, uh, was confrontational in calling out the sin of the people, and they stoned him to death. And that is the death in which Saul is consenting unto. And it says there in verse number one, And at that time there was great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. So we see here a pretty crazy situation here going on where we've got death and destruction, discouragement, disorientation, much trouble going on at the time of Jerusalem from the perspective of everyone really involved, from the Christians that were preaching Christ, were seeing the persecution coming upon them, and for the Pharisees and Sadducees and the like at that time for what they thought was a chaotic situation. Later on in the book of Acts, they say that the Christians had turned Jerusalem on its head with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's take a look at this situation, what we see here today. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at that and look at our own lives and see what we can learn from this account in the Bible and what we can do with it today. So number one, we do see that there is a situation, a very chaotic situation with death. Not only was Saul consenting unto the death of Stephen, but we see here that he was carried to his burial. There was havoc of the church and much things going on. Stephen's death wasn't the only one. Saul of Tarsus, in, in a few moments here, will uh, take off to get letters from authorities to, to continue the killing of Christians, to having them cast into prison. And it's a very dire situation uh, with very much going on. But there is death. There is destruction going on. And we see here in verse number three that there is disorientation. It says, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, hailing men and women, and committed them to prison. So he has had enough. He's going around, and we see these Christians living in this situation, going through this scenario, and going through this circumstance. And even though the situation where there's death and destruction and disorientation, we do see people remaining faithful. And in this day and age, I wouldn't say it's this way in the United States of America. There may be some that uh, 
would want to say that, but no, it's not that way right now. There's no necessarily uh, this kind of level of persecution where we live, although this persecution does take place throughout the world. There is death, destruction, disorientation of people being hailed and cast into prison uh, for professing their faith in Christ. And we are not there yet. Uh, who knows? You know, only the Lord knows what, what can be brought upon us. Uh, but nonetheless, there are times when things are a little uncertain and a little chaotic. And we can look at some things uh, from this account with this terrible situation here of what we can do and apply these things to our own lives. So number one, the first thing we want to realize here is that things change rapidly amidst the chaos. Be ready. We know sometimes the saying goes, this too shall pass. This works for the good and for the bad. Uh, things are always changing. As you see here, you had one man, Stephen, in, in Acts chapter 7, preaching, uh, giving a gripping message, a convicting message, but yet he was stoned to death. Stephen was a man that was full of faith in the Holy Ghost, a, a servant of the Lord. And we see his death and many people lamenting uh, over his death. But at the same time, we see Saul of Tarsus coming and making havoc of the church and changing things and having people cast into prison for professing their faith in Christ. And we need to be ready for that. We need to be ready for rapidly changing events, rapidly changing circumstances. I don't want to get uh, too whatever today, but uh, as we know, not long ago, uh, the saying was what? 15 days to flatten the curve. And we know that it went a lot longer than that as people tried to figure out what they were doing with COVID, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. And even today, uh, there's still uh, people scrambling around trying to figure out how to respond, how to react, and what to do in the right spirit or the right frame of mind. And things are still changing to this day. Regulations are lifted, they're reimposed, and so on and so forth. We just need to be ready for that. We need to be trusting in God and just having the right spirit about it and taking a stand when things are in conflict with God's word. That's the key important thing to do is remember that our filter is the scriptures, not our own preferences, uh, not even sometimes, not even our political affiliations, but it should be through God's word that we look at those things. So again, be ready. We are creatures of comfort and we love to stay in our comfort, comfortable little nests there, but we live in a sin-filled, wicked world, and things are always going to be changing. Not that we need to be paranoid, but we just need to be content and ready for when things change. See, here's the thing, is when things change, and as we're ready, we're more ready to be available to be used of God. And that's what we see here. This brings me to my second point. Uh, number one is things change rapidly amidst the chaos. Be ready. Number two, stay on purpose. Uh, I'm not saying stay on purpose. I'm saying stay on your purpose. Stay committed to your calling, whatever it may be. Some of you here listening today might be saying, well, I don't know what my calling is. I've been searching and searching. And let me tell you this, keep asking. Uh, you know, God says that you will search for me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Keep asking God. I had a wise friend of mine by the name of Rick Flanders tell me as I was searching for my purpose in life and was just as frustrated as some of you may be today, he said, you know, God is more concerned about his will for your life than you ever could imagine or ever could be. And that's true. He's so concerned about his will for your life that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to ensure that you can have an eternity with him. So stay on purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, start asking God. 
your first purpose is to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. After that is to walk in obedience in believer's baptism, and then continually walking to find out how God wants to grow you and use you uh, for his purpose, which is ultimately your purpose for even being here. So stay on purpose. And we see that. Look at verse number five. Actually, number four. It says, Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Even though all of this was going on, and even though they were being scattered abroad, they stayed faithful, and they continued preaching the word. They said, in spite of the circumstance, this doesn't change what I have been called to do. And we see the same thing in verse number five. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. He says, Well, we're being scattered abroad out of Jerusalem. I need to go somewhere. I'm going to go down to Samaria and preach Christ. It did not change Philip's calling. It did not change the Christians' calling in Jerusalem as they were scattered abroad. They stayed on purpose, and you too should stay on purpose as well. You see, changing circumstances do not necessarily change our calling. Our calling is tried and true, what God has called us to do. Now, he will grow us in our calling. He will help develop us into the next step of our calling. But once he's created us in his image on purpose for a purpose, that calling is tried and true. Uh, as we confess Christ and as we grow in our sanctification until the time that he calls us home. So many times we think if things get a little difficult, if things get a little uncomfortable, that it's most certainly time to change course. I'm thinking about Jesus with the disciples in the boat uh, in the book of Mark. And as they were in the middle of the storm, they go in there and said, Master, we perish. And Jesus wakes up, calms the, the seas and the winds and the waves, and they carry on through to the other side. And who they meet there was uh, the Gadarean demoniac. And as they saw the, the, man, the maniac from, uh, from Gadara, uh, and Christ was there unto him, Christ made him whole. He confessed Christ, brought the demons up out of him. Yes, he threw them, cast them into the swine. But a man was made whole because Christ, in the vessel, smiled at the storm, stayed true to his mission, and followed through. And so many times we're in the midst of a storm and we think, you know what, it's time to change course. Sometimes we think it's time to retreat when really it's time to just call on Christ and persevere to the other side. Changing circumstances do not necessarily change our calling. We see also in verse 35, Philip as well, it says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached Christ, uh, preached unto him Jesus. Again, staying true to his calling, staying true to his purpose, in spite of the circumstances. And then number three, look for opportunities. See, so many times we focus too much on how a chaotic situation affects us. We blind our eyes and, and close ourselves off to opportunities to serve God or opportunities to help and encourage others. We see that Philip went down to Samaria at first. Now, at the time, Samaria, Samaria was not the most popular place. We know that Jesus uh, met the woman at the well in Samaria, and the other disciples walked around. And uh, even the woman at the well said, what are you doing here, a Jew, talking to a Samaritan? That's another lesson for another day. But yet, Philip went there. He looked for an opportunity. He said, I need to preach Christ to any, anyone and everyone, and I'm going to go to Samaria because they need Christ as well. And they did. They received Christ with all readiness of mind. Look at verse number 12 of Acts chapter 8. But when they believed uh, Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. 
Uh, obviously, baptism follows the belief, and we see that they had belief in Christ because Philip was true to his calling amidst the chaos. Later on, as we had alluded to already, in verse 37, we see, And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's talking to the Ethiopian eunuch. Again, Philip remaining uh, ready for rapidly changing scenarios, he went down to Samaria, preached Christ unto them, they received Christ, there was great joy in the city, had a little situation with Simon the sorcerer, Peter comes down, handles that, but in the midst of that, as people are believing on Christ and people are being healed and demons are being cast out and all of these different things going on, the Spirit tells Philip to go to Gaza, which is desert. He calls him out of a tremendously wonderful situation where people are believing on Christ and trusting in Christ and being discipled and so on and so forth and goes to a place of desert, no man's land. But yet Philip goes. What we read about Philip is he arose and went because Philip was ready for the rapidly changing circumstances. And Philip stayed on his purpose. In spite of the situation changing, he continued to do what God had called him to do. And there he met the Ethiopian eunuch, a man uh, sitting there alone in a chariot, reading the scriptures, not understanding what it was that he was looking at. But because Philip remained faithful, he was there to meet him. He ran to the chariot and explained and preached Christ unto him. And the eunuch received Christ as a Savior, and then was baptized after salvation, and then proceeded down to where Candace was queen of the Ethiopians at that time. Some suggest that it was the Ethiopian eunuch that uh, preached Christ unto Candace, and that entered the gospel into the continent of Africa. And that's wonderful if that's true, uh, but nonetheless, there wouldn't even have been that opportunity if Philip hadn't remained faithful amidst the chaos. And that's the same thing for each and every one of us. So many times we allow circumstances to control us when instead we should be continuing on for the cause of Christ, saying, Lord, you have me in this situation. And later on, having the words of the Apostle Paul, Lord, what wouldst thou have me to do? Well, he would have us stay flexible, stay faithful, stay on purpose, and stay looking for opportunities to serve him. And when you do that, you will find yourself faithful amidst the chaos. Thank you so much for this time that we've had together today. I would encourage you to come join us at our church services. We are located at 710 Salzburg Avenue. Find us online, Harvest Baptist Bay City. I would love to see you. Let me know that you heard this on 15 Minutes of Faith, and I'll give you a gift. Hope to see you soon, but until then, stay faithful.